Welcome to the Sovereign Grace Church Sermons Podcast. Enjoy the sermon by Pastor Jason. Sovereign Grace Church is a Bible-based, gospel-centered church. Please enjoy. Alright, you guys can be seated. He gets me right here. Um, I have uh, each week really looked forward to what um, we learn about prayer um, as we have continued going through this series. And uh, I've actually looked forward to this particular week probably the most because I'm really in, I was really interested to see where Beg would go on the topic of pray for riches. Because if there's anybody who's not prosperity preacher, it's Alistair Begg. And uh, he did not disappoint me um, at all. Uh, I absolutely love what I um, studied out uh, for this teaching. And I I pray that it's going to affect us all greatly uh, in our prayer life. First of all, let's uh, read through our verses that we've been using as our guide post for this uh, teaching. Now hear the infallible, inspired Word of God, Ephesians 1, 16-21, and then we'll go to Ephesians 3, 14-21. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of Him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which He has called you, What are the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe according to the working of His great might that He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come. Now in chapter 3. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout generations, forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that it stands the test of time above all other things. God, it is what you have given us as the rule of faith and practice, and we we love your word, and we thank you that we can learn from your word. God, we just ask that you would open our eyes to see, our ears to hear. Father, remove the veil that we may see clearly what you have to say to us about prayer through these texts that we will go through. And God, bless each hearer in this place, that their hearts may be prepared for what they are about to hear. Holy Spirit, illuminate our path as we go through this, that this journey may end up with retaining this word and being able to use it in our daily lives. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. 
Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So I wanted to read you the very first sentence in this chapter. One day, you and I are going to be very, very rich. And this is something that is that comes from the mouths of people like Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, and Jesse Duplantis. In some form, pretty much any time they preach a sermon, one day you and I are going to be very, very rich. If we listen to prosperity teachers and uh, we, we hear what they say, then we will hear that if we can declare prosperity over our lives with enough faith or plant a big enough seed uh, in their ministry, we'll get all kinds of riches. I spent years doing this and trying this, and it never quite happened the way that they said it was going to happen. Because this is an absolute falsehood. It's heresy because it turns folks to another hope besides the gospel in Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1.14 says, Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory? Let me read you the remainder of what he said after that. That because we have an inheritance ahead of us, in Ephesians 1.14, Paul says the Holy Spirit dwelling in God's people is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it. Our inheritance is already ours, but we have not taken ownership of it all. There is more that yet awaits us, and we'll enjoy it when we enter into glory. For you to benefit from an inheritance, a death is required. Usually it's someone else's death, but here it's yours. So, he's speaking of an inheritance to come. Paul prays for that inheritance. If you, if you, if you read the writings of Paul, he, he prays for this inheritance quite a bit. He, it's, it, it marks his prayers. He's not praying for temporal riches when he talks about his inheritance. <clears throat> it's for our great inheritance that's to come. And those are real riches that will last. The riches that we may attain on this earth won't last. We'll find a way to spend them. We'll squander them. We'll buy stuff we don't need or do stuff we don't need to do with it. It'll never last like our eternal riches that are our inheritance as saints. But Paul's not the only one who talks about it. Peter also uh, speaks of it in his letter. In 1 Peter 1, <clears throat> verses 3 through 5, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. 
these riches that are our inheritance won't fade. They can't be taken away. They can't be taxed. They can't be uh, seized. They can't be lost or squandered. If you're in Christ, your inheritance, those awesome riches are actually kept for you by Christ in heaven. Why would Peter and Paul emphasize these things in their writings? And, and more importantly to our conversation here, why should this be something that marks our prayers? Because in 1 Peter 1.6, if you kept read, reading that, it says, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. So this inheritance that's kept for us is unfading, won't go away. It's held by Christ Himself and nobody can take this from His hand. And the reason why this is important is because we will endure suffering and trials on this earth. We will struggle on this earth. We constantly should mark our prayers with this joy that we have an inheritance. That the joy of of Christ Jesus holding on to what is coming to us is something that can't be affected by anything that we're going through. Our circumstances and struggles and trials on this earth, nothing can stop it. On a quick side note, since we've, missed, since we've mentioned uh, some of the uh, heroes of the word of faith, Kenneth Copeland constantly says that we have treasures laid up in heaven. And he also says, it never says I can't get it out. I would say this set of verses makes it clear that there is absolutely no link between earthly money and heavenly inheritance and that God is not, as Kenneth Copeland calls him, the banker. We cannot make withdrawals from our heavenly inheritance. Our heavenly inheritance is kept by Christ until we meet Him. We have to understand that as well because we need to know that what the riches actually are. That it's not monetary gain. It's not prosperity and blessing upon this earth. That's not where our inheritance is shown to us. That's not how we see the great inheritance that we are going to get because we're in Christ. So what are the riches? And why are they so glorious? Ephesians 3.16 Ephesians 3.16 says, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being. The riches are explained here. The riches of His glory. 
The glory of God is our inheritance. Hear me. God Himself is the richest. That we are His, that He is ours. He is the richest. I love how Beck describes it in his book on page 58 and 59. He says, <clears throat> What is the glory of God? The glory of God is the summation of His being. The glory of God is the sum and substance of all that He has revealed to us of Himself, which our limited minds are able to glimpse and that our perfected minds will one day grasp. On down He says, And He is your inheritance. The greatest gift of God to His, to his people is God. Let me read that again. The greatest gift of God to His people is God. The greatest joy of heaven is God. And this marks the prayers of Paul. And I think it's because Paul knows how much we all need to know this. Now, this seems very high and lofty, the fact that the inheritance, the riches, is God Himself. So that makes it feel as if it's really unattainable for us right now. And maybe to a certain degree it is. And some people, because of that, would find thinking on prayer that we need to pray for those kind of riches is impractical because we could never truly like grasp it, right? We could never lay our hands on it here on earth. Um, because that kind of thought on the riches that are ours, uh, we don't get it till we die. We're not going to touch it on this earth. Like he said, we can kind of glimpse it because we can see the Word of God. We can see who God is through His Word. We can know what He's done for us through Christ Jesus. And, and we know in our hearts because the Holy Spirit has quickened us, right? We know these things. We can glimpse it, but we can never truly grasp onto that, to the riches that should mark our prayers. So some people would think, well, this kind of teaching is, is asking, you're answering questions nobody's asking. You're seeking after things that you're never going to grasp. Yeah. I think that where we get wrong with our prayers is this. We start our prayers with God. And the hope that comes through God, through the inheritance, those riches that are God, that one day we will attain these things because we're in Christ Jesus. We start there. And then, of course, we will make our supplications known, our needs known. But that's not the riches. The riches is God Himself. We start there. We start with God because... Our citizenship is in heaven with God, not here. And I'll say this. I believe God truly blesses us with, with great things in this life sometimes. You know, you know, finding, a, finding great houses, being able to sell our house. You know, businesses. You know, business to come and, and give money to our businesses, right? That, 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 those are wonderful things that God blesses with, but that's not the riches. The riches are God Himself. That's where our hope lies. 
But beg then goes somewhere that I've never even thought of. Which I personally think is awesome. Because the fact that God is our inheritance isn't all of the story. And for us, truly, it may not even be the best part of the story. Because what about God's inheritance? Ephesians 1.18 says, Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? What does God inherit through this transaction of Jesus Christ? What does God inherit through the substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ on the cross? We've thought about what we get. We get God. What does He get? Malachi three sixteen. This is the second time this month I've actually used verses from Malachi. So we're on a roll here. Because... <laughs> That's more than I've used it to all the rest of my preaching, probably. Malachi 3, 16 and 17. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written for him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. Listen to this. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. So what does he inherit? Us. What's God in God's inheritance? We are. We are saved by him for him. God sees us as an inheritance. And that is unfathomable to my finite mind because I look at myself and see what kind of person I am and the sinful ways that he saved me from and, and what I do and, and how I act and all of my idiosyncrasies that I can't seem to get right you know and the fact that I yell at a bunch of elementary school kids all day and and I yell at my kid all day, you know, those things. And I'm, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, what kind of worthiness do I have to be treasured by the God of the universe? Yet, he says in Malachi, in the day that I make up my treasured possession, what happens? He says, they shall be mine. So I'm not just a name on a page to him. He says that I am because I am in Christ. I am his treasured possession. He says that when you are in Christ, you are his treasured possession. So you are God's inheritance. That is unbelievable to think about. That is amazing to think on. What a gracious and merciful God we serve. It calls us, in Psalm 33, it calls us a heritage for God. That we're His heritage. 
We're what He seeks and desires. We're what on this earth is most precious to Him as those who are in Christ. God chooses us to be His own. And He has decided to spend eternity with us. As undeserving as we may be. If anything else doesn't mark your prayers, that should mark your prayers. Not so much that God is yours, but that you are His. So, with that in mind, as, as, as our prayers are marked by praying for riches, it's not temporal. It's not things that come in and out of our pocket or in and out of our bank account or in and out of our hands, right? It's not things we can touch on this earth. The riches... Are God Himself and the fact that God has chosen me to be an inheritance. You see, we have to look up from present issues. We have to look up from circumstances. And we have to, to, to see past troubles to see in the inheritance clearly the riches that are ours in in Christ Jesus the riches that say God is mine and I am his if I can look past that my prayers can be definitely marked by the glory of who he is kind of in closing uh, Beg wrote this he said there can be joy even in the hardest times and hope even in the darkest hours, if your eyes are looking to your future. We ask the Lord not just to get you through life, but to open your heart's eyes to look at your inheritance with God. We ask the Lord to do that for Christians you know who are struggling in this life. And we ask the Lord to do that for Christians you know who are succeeding in this life. Ask God to make your vision and their vision himself. That's what we see. That's what we should see. In our prayers, how they can be marked by the riches of God is this. Knowing that one day we will see him face to face. He will be our God forever. And we will be his people forever. Mark your prayers with that. And the thing is, that's the, when we talk about marking our prayers, it's not that we have a set, set of guidelines now. Do we need some guidelines? Maybe. Maybe that will help us some. But in this case, what we're looking at is the attitude with which we approach God. We need to approach God understanding that He is the riches that I pray for. He is the one that I seek. And that one day I will attain the riches that He has for me, which is Himself. One day, <clears throat> he will have me as an inheritance right in front of him, and I'll be with him forever. So as I go into prayer with that attitude, that is what begins to mark how I pray. That's how I can pray in a more spiritual way. 
how I can seek Him in, 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 in repentance, knowing that He He's my God and He is my riches and I am His inheritance. So I can approach Him with my head held high saying, God, forgive me where I failed you in this area for it's sin. We can go in repentance. We can look to God what, where's my focus at? And focus on the right things in prayer. If we begin with that hope of eternity and knowing that God is the end of this thing. It is the purpose of my life to one day die and see Him face to face. In all of life, good or bad, we have to look to the riches of our inheritance and the joy that we are His inheritance. I want to close as we've been doing the same way. I know this one wasn't quite as long as some of the others. It wasn't much shorter, but it was a little shorter. Because to me, it's just it's, it's such a simple thing for us to look at this and say, you know what? We do have a hope. We talked about it last week. Riches are ours. We will attain those things. One day we are going to be very, very rich. And that is when we have in front of us the God who has saved us and chosen us to be His inheritance. So, as we end, I want to pray the prayer that um, Alistair Begg wrote for this particular section. And then we'll continue in our prayer. Father, may my praying always show me to be one of your children. You are a generous God giving me abundant blessings. Thank you that your supreme gift is the gift of yourself. Yet how easily and quickly I forget you and focus instead on earthly flimsy treasure. Your word tells me that if I know how to give good gifts to my children, And how much more will you give your children all that we need and far more than we deserve? Thank you that the cross proves the truth of this to me. Please help me to live out that truth today. And God, as we go forward in our own prayer life, help us to never approach you without seeking those riches in our hearts, knowing that you are the treasure. And that, God, we don't have to seek and try and figure out how to get there, God. But through Christ, you have made the way abundantly clear. And because we are in Christ and we have brand new hearts, we can one day reach you. We will one day see you face to face. That is the promise. That is the inheritance of the the saints. And we, God, are ever more grateful to be your inheritance that we are the treasure that you have sought out and saved. God, we thank you for that. Let this mark our prayers and mark our hearts. Father God, we (coughs) pray for those who don't know you, who don't have this treasure, who don't know this inheritance, God, that if they hear this, they will be cut to the heart, that they must repent and trust in Christ for the salvation of their souls. Sinner, run to Christ. He is your only hope. He is the only way to salvation. 
God, we thank you for our church and our people. Bless them as they go forward through this week. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. So, uh, announcements for right now, we're doing the the decor. Is it completed or you need more help after service? A little bit to do after service. Um, looking forward.